The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. A bill in the Texas House may overhaul school safety across the state. What the bill plans to change about your child's school. And President Joe Biden is set to announce his bid for re-election. New poll indicating that it may be an uphill battle. It's another busy week in the First Warning Weather Center as we get ready for a threat of severe storms in less than 24 hours. Your forecast coming up. And moments ago, the Texas House passed our state's largest investment into school security amid continued worries about active shooters. Yeah, that bill invests more than a billion dollars and will change the way your kids' schools look and operate. Ryan Chandler joins us now to break down the plan and the pushback. The state of Texas must make fundamental changes the way we protect our school communities. 11 months after a gunman killed 19 children and two teachers at Robb Elementary, the Texas House is set to pass its solution. It is clear that we must not only beef up on-campus security staffing, but also establish statewide standards for the security measures campuses must deploy. House Bill 3 is an unprecedented investment into school security, upgrading the physical and legal barriers between students and attackers. The bill would also require an armed guard on every public school campus, drawing debate on the House floor. And how are we going to make sure that those people who are armed on school campuses are making them safer, not making them more dangerous? That first line of defense could be a police officer or a private security guard or a staff member with proper training. We don't want those guns in our classrooms. Teachers themselves do not want to be armed. We Some Democrats are worried that provision could put students at great risk. Even with the training required in HB3, there will be deadly mistakes. Even this still, the bill initially passed with broad bipartisan support. There being 122 I's, 19 A's, and two PNV's, HB3 has passed to engrossment. And in response to some of those Democratic concerns, the bill's author, Love of Republican Dustin Burroughs, said that his rural communities need that flexibility to arm their school employees arguing that there just may not be any opportunity to find or afford officers in their areas, and they may be too far away from the nearest police officer. Now, that bill still needs final approval in the House. After that, it'll head to the Senate. But meanwhile, across the Capitol in that chamber, senators today uh, passed a bill to expand access to training for school marshals. Those are school employees who are allowed to carry a concealed handgun to protect their students. And the Senate in that bill wants to allow retired police officers or former veterans to be able to become marshals without having to have that concealed carry license. Such a busy day at the Capitol. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate they always it. are. Yeah, and here's one more item here. Just a few minutes ago, state lawmakers passed a bill that calls for a panic alert system. It would require Texas schools have alert devices to immediately notify first responders in case of an emergency. It's meant to address slow response time caused by staggered communication between school faculty and 911 operators. Some cell phone apps are used for emergencies, but they can be unreliable because of internet connectivity issues and user error. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, we got to enjoy these days while we've got them with summer right around the corner. Temperatures today have been more than 10 degrees cooler than normal with beautiful sunshine all afternoon. It's only 69 in late April during the early evening on the Lorenz and Lorenz 360 cam. Partly cloudy skies, 70 degrees downtown Austin. Looks like upper 60s to lower 70s area wide on a really pleasant evening. Don't get used to weather like this, though. Panning you up the road, we've got an active weather pattern with multiple disturbances coming our way.
and that starts in less than 24 hours from now. Coming up, you won't want to miss the tomorrow severe storm threat, including the possibility of a tornado or two locally. Another threat coming late Wednesday, and that's not all. A separate third storm system to get you ready for later this week. All right, David, thank you. It's voting season once again here in Central Texas, and today marks the start of early voting for May elections. So many communities will be voting on school bonds, and in Austin, voters will weigh in on police oversight. Across Travis County, early voters can go to one of 24 voting stations. I encourage people to make two plans to vote. Make a plan A and make a plan B. You never know what's going to happen with the weather, child care, with your work or other emergencies that may come up. So make a plan to vote early, make a second plan to vote early, and if you need to, then you can vote on election day. And early voting runs through Tuesday, May 2nd. Election day is on May 6th. It is getting a little easier for those in East Austin to attend court hearings. Today, one of the state's first virtual court kiosks opened at the Little Walnut Creek branch of the Austin Public Library. It allows people with limited access to the internet to upload legal documents and interact with the court for free. We'd like to um, put up about 250 more sites throughout Texas so that we can reach more vulnerable Texans and help them access the justice that they deserve. Now, this is part of a project from the Texas Legal Services Center, a nonprofit that gives legal help to low-income Texans. President Joe Biden is set to formally announce his presidential re-election bid as soon as tomorrow, but a new NBC News poll finds that 70% of Americans don't want him to run again. As NBC's Alice Barr reports, that same poll shows former President Donald Trump is the front runner among Republicans. With President Biden expected to announce his re-election bid as soon as tomorrow. Stay tuned. A new NBC News poll shows most Americans do not want a rematch of the 2020 Biden-Trump race. 70% of those surveyed say President Biden should not seek another term, including 51% of Democrats. A major reason why may be the most significant number. 80, the president's age. If there was somebody younger and sharper running for president for the Democrats, I would probably prefer them over Joe Biden. President Biden is already the oldest to do the job, his allies downplaying concerns. His performance tells me he's up to the job and does it well. The good news for the president, the NBC News poll finds he's still more popular than the Republican frontrunner, former President Trump. Look at the number for Donald Trump. It's the lowest you see here. 60% of those polled, including a third of Republicans, say Mr. Trump should not run again either. Though the numbers indicate his recent criminal indictment and other looming investigations have only strengthened his position among Republicans. While support is slipping for likely GOP rival Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who's now overseas in Japan, seeking to bolster his foreign policy credentials before making his own anticipated bid. I'm not a candidate, so we'll see if, uh, if and when that changes. A lot may change between now and Election Day 2024, and with the two leading contenders both unpopular, analysts say the state of the economy will most likely determine how voters cast their ballots. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. 
Fox News announced it has parted ways with popular primetime host Tucker Carlson. Carlson's program, Tucker Carlson Tonight, has been one of the company's top-rated programs. Now, in a statement today, Fox thanked Carlson for his service to the network, but did not provide an explanation for his exit. This all comes the same day that CNN host Dom Lemon says he was fired from CNN. No reason has been given for either termination. One of the biggest entertainment companies is cutting jobs. How many employees Disney is looking to get rid of? Plus, what doctors are saying about the newest COVID variant and why it has them worried. Disney continues cutting jobs across the company with the latest round of layoffs today. About 4,000 employees will be affected before the final round of cuts around summertime. Ultimately, Disney plans to shed about 7,000 jobs as part of this reorganization. That's about 3% of the company's workforce, which stood at about 220,000 last October. This round of cuts will affect divisions across the company, including Disney Entertainment and ESPN. Disney has previously said that it does not expect layoffs to affect its hourly workers at its parks and resorts. A superstar is making his way back to Austin. Drake will be making a stop in Austin as part of his tour this fall. Now, stopping here wasn't originally part of the schedule, and the change, according to ABC 13 in Houston, has pushed the artist's other shows in Texas back by months. Now, the show is planned to take place on September 11th of this year at the Moody Center, which just celebrated its first anniversary earlier this month. Austin, of course, is known as the live music capital of the world, but have you ever wondered how the city got that nickname? Well, back in the 80s, the Austin Conventions and Visitors Council, which is now Visit Austin and the Austin Chamber of Commerce, thought that the title thought that title up as a campaign to highlight Austin's music scene. The idea came up during a conversation about how you can go see live music any day of the week in town. Well, today the branding means more than that. Really, the brand um, live music capital of the world is is really more of a promise of the type of experience you're going to get here, and that's a top tier music experience that you won't, you know, experience the same way somewhere else. How much business does live music bring to Austin? According to the director of music marketing for Visit Austin, the industry here is worth $1.8 billion. A new variant of COVID-19 has been recently discovered. Why doctors are worried and what to look out for coming up. And this is a rarity, cooler than normal from the low temperatures in the 50s to the high temperature of only 70 degrees today. But a different day tomorrow. We'll zoom in on the tornado threat and several additional rounds of storms. Stick around right after this. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. It's been two weeks since President Biden ended the national disaster declaration over COVID-19 and COVID cases have been dropping, but a new variant has some doctors worried. And the new variant is now in more than 20 countries. Kara Smith has what to look out for and if we should be concerned. A new COVID variant has caused an increase in cases in India and Nepal and has made its way to the U.S. Dr. Armando Paez of Bay State Health recommends that people get the updated bivalent vaccine as it covers Omicron variants and subvariants. Although the bivalent vaccine is specifically targeting B.4 and B.5, 
uh, it it also offers some protection against uh, the other Omicron subvariants. The CDC recently updated the vaccine recommendations for those 65 years and older and those with weakened immune systems to help protect people, especially those at high risk from COVID complications. Dr. Pius adds that the vaccine is optional for healthy individuals. We're already seeing cases in the U.S. Data from the CDC shows that it makes up about 7.2% of new cases beginning the week of April 9th. Charlotte from West Springfield says she had no idea about this new COVID variant. I'm telling you, I'm going home and I'm going to research it because I thought this all of this was over. I thought we don't have to work, be wearing masks anymore and we've gotten getting our lives back and and so on. So uh, it, this is not good news. Dr. Pius says this new variant does not change the COVID emergency that is set to end on May 11th. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, even though it was a perfect Monday afternoon and evening, things are going to change quickly tomorrow. It's 70 degrees right now with clouds starting to fill back in on the Austonian weather cam. A lot of our allergens have been down over the past day. Nothing is high. Mold is the highest you'll see, and that is medium. A couple other newcomers, including pecan, the past couple of days, that luckily staying low. Let's switch over the satellite to the special water vapor mode, and you can see one disturbance right here coming our way tomorrow from the four corners. Another one quickly behind it Wednesday night coming in from Idaho. This is going to trigger two different severe weather threats. The first one shown here tomorrow afternoon through tomorrow night, a slight two out of five threat of seeing scattered damaging storms. Tomorrow's threat, unfortunately, like we've seen a few times, including in the hill country over the weekend, very large hail possible, including in Austin, shown by the yellow shading with the black hash marks, damaging wind gusts also possible. Tomorrow, what has me a little more concerned than usual is a higher than normal risk of an isolated tornado, mainly from the Austin area eastward. Now, we're not totally sure that these storms form at all tomorrow, even though we are quite confident that they will. And here's the one variable that is a question mark. The atmosphere's cap. Sometimes there's a layer of warm air in the mid-levels uh, of the atmosphere, and that kind of keeps a lid on storm development as the updrafts are not able to punch through that. That's a capped atmosphere, but what may happen is that cap or that lid on the atmosphere breaks. Then all of a sudden updrafts punch through it. The storms become strong to severe very quickly. And again, that's looking like the more likely play out tomorrow, although it's not 100%. Here we are with brand new model data that I'm excited to show you. Clouds continue to fill in tonight with a few light showers becoming more likely by tomorrow morning. Tomorrow afternoon, still just a couple passing light showers as a bit of sunshine returns. But it's a warm front that's going to be surging into our area late tomorrow afternoon and evening that could help spark a couple strong storms starting at 4 or 5 p.m. Then later in the evening, if we have some of these storms riding along that warm front, that's where the tornado threat or the spin in the atmosphere is going to be enhanced. Later tomorrow night, new model guidance is showing the possibility at least of a separate complex of storms, again, riding along that front from the hill country into the metro later in the evening. This one a little less certain, but it could be strong to severe, you bet. By Wednesday morning, that first disturbance is gone. We can breathe a sigh of a uh, uh, breath of relief, if you will. On Wednesday afternoon, we get a little sunshine, a little warmer, more humid weather. But here comes that second storm system on Wednesday night. Storms form in the northern hill country as early as about 7 p.m. on Wednesday. That complex of storms may just graze our northern communities. But later Wednesday night into Thursday morning, the actual cold front brings a higher likelihood of rain, storms, some of them quite heavy, 
uh, into the early morning hours Thursday as the front blows through a few rain showers sticking around Thursday morning and then we'll wash our hands of all these storm systems at least until another one comes on Friday. That threat of severe weather on Wednesday is from Austin northwestward again another two out of five risk on Wednesday night. Look at this our uh, rain totals on this high resolution model are even higher now as this storm gets closer one to two inches looking likely some isolated totals up to three or four inches could present a low localized flooding risk. We'll sure welcome the rain. Okay, tonight 59 degrees with a chance of some showers developing by morning. Tomorrow, especially in the afternoon and evening, keep your KXAN weather app in your pocket. 50% chance of storms near you. There's round one, 50% chance of storms tomorrow. Round two is Wednesday night into early Thursday. Round three, which is as of right now, not a severe weather threat, but that could change. Another storm coming in on Friday. Fortunately, though, just like this weekend, the weather really looks largely gorgeous Saturday and Sunday. The first couple of days, uh, the first day of May early next week looks lovely as well with sunny skies continuing. Thanks, Dave. It's still to come. A man is facing charges for something that goes on in just about any American mall. Why he was arrested for piercing his teenage son's ears. A man in Arkansas arrested over an ear piercing. Police say they arrested Jeremy Sherlin on Thursday for piercing his teenage son's ears. Rebecca Brown explains. For what? Video of a tiny town man being arrested is going viral. What is really going on here? You got him? Yes, I got all of them. The voice you just heard from is Zethan Sherlin, who recorded the video of Tiny Town Police arresting his father, Jeremy Sherlin, for piercing Zethan's ears. I got my ears pierced nearly a year ago, and I wanted it. Tiny Town Police say Jeremy Sherlin violated an Arkansas law that prohibits people from performing body art on people under age 16, regardless of parental consent. Police also referenced that that law states it's unlawful to perform body art in an unlicensed facility. Tiny Town Police released a statement saying they were contacted by a Springdale SRO. The SRO reported to them that Zethan was overheard telling classmates about the piercing at school. The release says, quote, the juvenile male stated his dad was drunk and put him in a chokehold and shoved the piercing in his ear. Nah, I asked for it, and so we just took ice and potato and did it that way. Tawny Town Police say officers went to Jeremy Sherlin's home. Police say Jeremy Sherlin admitted to piercing his son's ears. When officers tried to speak to his son, Sherlin refused to allow it, and officers left. What are y'all doing? Tawny Town Police say officers returned to make a probable cause arrest. <laughs> Body art without a license. Sherlin is also facing charges of endangering the welfare of a minor, refusal to submit to arrest, and obstructing governmental operations. But Zetan says none of these charges reflect the kind of father Jeremy is. My dad's a funny guy, in my opinion. Very funny. Very funny. Um, He's a goofball. Goofball, pretty much, yeah. That was Rebecca Brown reporting. Here's what's coming up tonight on KXAN. It is the knockout rounds of The Voice starting at 7. That's My Jam is at 9 before KXAN News at 10 o'clock. Or you can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on the CW Austin. Here's where to find us. Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.